Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. Today's video is the 2024 NFL Draft prospect Michael Penix Jr., the University of Washington. I'm your host, Vincent Turner, and joining me today to talk about this outstanding talent from Tampa, Florida, by way of the University of Washington, is my man. He coming to us live out of Key West, Florida. The most talented guy I know covering the NFL draft. Outstanding work. You can go to his website at firstroundmark.com. The owner, the originator, and a guy that puts in 16 to 17 hours a day on these great players that we're going to see coming to the National Football League next season. They're very talented. They're exciting. The man that's going to tell it like it is, Mr. Daniel Kelly. How you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing really well, Mr. Turner. Thanks for the kind words and having me on the platform and the show as always. Uh, here we are. We're getting closer and closer to the 2024 NFL Draft. Yes, sir. It's about four months away uh in april it's going to be in the motor city detroit michigan can i say motown so let's get to talking about this young man from tampa florida by way of the university of indiana and by way of the washington huskies finished run up in the 2023 Heisman trophy tell us about michael Penix jr absolutely in detroit isn't that where m&m's from you got one shot Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> One shot. That's right. Get your mom's spaghetti on the sweater. Here we go. Talking about Michael Penix Jr., number nine there on your screen. I have him projected. I can't believe I'm sitting here saying this. Projected as a first-round pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. Why can't I believe it? Well, in 2021, when Penix was back at the University of Indiana before he transferred to the Washington Huskies, I had an undraftable free agent grade on Michael Penix Jr. In 2022, once he transferred to Washington I, on his game film at that season, I had a six-round grade on him, but he has elevated to a first-round grade. It's the greatest compliment that I can give Michael Penix Jr. is putting a big grade on him and attaching my name to that grade uh, with the aspirations that I have in the National Football League. Uh, there he is on your screen, 6'3", 213 pounds. I have now evaluated Michael Penix Jr. in 26 games spanning three seasons, and, and, and he's a, he's a, I'm projecting him as a franchise-level quarterback on my board between picks number 11 and 14. The elephant in the room. Let's start by discussing this. I'm going to talk very frankly like I'm at NFL War Room with scouts and coaches and the owners sitting there and everybody else listening in. The elephant in the room, four straight seasons of season-ending injuries in Indiana, which included two torn ACLs, included two shoulder uh, injuries, one on the throwing shoulder, one on the non-throwing shoulder. Uh, and, and But I credit, um, if you guys have heard the name Jordan Reed on ES. ESPN, Mel Kuyper Jr.'s understudy. He and I were talking about um, on the, going back and forth on the comments uh, on Penix uh, on one of the uh, posts that I made, and, and he had come out and told me, um, he said, quote, medicals will be a very crucial part of his evaluation, but at what point do we give him credit for staying healthy, going on two years now and overcoming those injuries? And for me, guys, that was a, a, just a, like an epiphany. That was a moment for me. I'm like, you know what? Touche. He's right. 
Penix has overcome these injuries. He is continuing to play well. And uh, it's for that reason I'm going out even further on the limb with Michael Penix Jr. and, and comparing him to three-time Pro Bowl quarterback Mark Brunel, uh, of course, longtime Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. Most people remember him from. And, and, and so, so, you know, Penix, yeah, sure. You know, we can talk about the, you know, the the, the loss, you know, against against Michigan, and that's gonna be the knee-jerk reaction on social media. And the knee-jerk reaction in the media is, is to zero in on this game and talk about, oh, look, you know, some people are commenting already on some of my report. You know, it looks like it took him four or five seconds to try to throw the ball. He was, you know, the pass rush, this and that. But here's the thing. Scouting, okay, is something that is not about one-offs. It's about it, it being able to identify patterns of behavior and performance over an extended and sustained period of time. So getting back to Penix, you know, when I look at him, he made an astounding jump on game from, from 2022 to 2023. Uh, you know, what did it for me? He had two big time throws against Oregon late. Uh, to win that game, his decision-making looked better. He went from looking on 2022 game film like he was guessing where he was going to throw the ball to 2023 where he looked like he was knowing where he was going to throw the football. Uh, you know, he was he was a guy that was going through his progressions. Uh, he was decisive. Um, in 2022, he locked in with receivers a lot of times. 2023, nope, not the case. He actually was going through his progressions. You could see his head on a swivel looking around, and it also showed a tremendous tremendous amount of pocket maturity when he started looking off uh, off safeties and defenders and then boom going up that's the reason why his ball security improved so greatly in the in in, in 2023 versus 2022 in nine games of 2022 film i had charted personally 32 pbus pass breakups uh with, for an average of 3.56 per game that number dropped substantially uh down to 18 pbus in 13 games every single snap i watched him in this last season up until the national championship game for a 1.38 average that is that is big big time michael Penix jr that is that is Ball security is huge. I mean, what we're looking at in the NFL when we're projecting college quarterbacks to the NFL, we're looking for for a quick time, you know, time to throw in the pocket. We're looking for guys that can look around, go through the progressions. You don't want guys locking with receivers with these savvy corners. You want guys that can look off receivers. I mean, defensive backs and, and so forth. And you want you want somebody who can protect the ball when they're throwing and not throw it in the harm's way. Penix really ramped it up in that category. Also, his deep ball went from being below average in 2022 to respectable. I won't say good or great, but respectable, at least in 2023, I charted 41% accuracy deep. And then, then also something that impressed me, you know, again, every single piece of information, the evaluation process, like a piece of the puzzle, it's important. I learned at the Jets. When I was watching a game, I heard reporter Allison Williams say, quote, he doesn't change. It doesn't matter what happened on the field. His process is the same. He is completely even keeled, steady. As he watches the game being played off from the sidelines, there's no reaction. He's so poised, so consistent. And it's true. The guy acts like he has a very short-term memory when it comes to mistakes. He jumps right back in there. Um, you know, what did it for me about Penix? Let me continue on. Penix found a way to get it done. And listen, guys, this is huge. Having a franchise quarterback 
that can find a way to bounce through things and to get through adversities and get through the hard things in life. And then when you're trailing on the scoreboard, etc., he's found a way to bounce back from the injuries. And also after the first five games in 2023, let's face it, the Washington Huskies were hot in the first five games. The entire team, including him, went in somewhat of a slump, but he found a way to pull through. And that is huge. He kept winning and kept fighting. And that is an extremely desirable trait in the National Football League, um, as, as, as is how aggressive Penix is when it comes to throwing the ball downfield. I love this, guys. Turn up the volume. I love this about Michael Penix Jr. This guy aggressively attacks secondaries. This is not one of these nickel and dime guys like a J.J. McCarthy that's throwing a bunch of bubble screens and a bunch of short passes and so forth. This guy goes for the throat. Uh, on, on defenses, okay? This guy is gunning it down the field. 9.1 yards per completion, tied for number 15 in the nation, ESPN.com. Um, and, and, and I really like that about him. Um, and he looked like an NFL quarterback playing at the University of Washington. He looked like a guy. He looked like an NFL quarterback who went back in the time machine and played for the Washington Huskies this last season. Um, you know, seven game-winning drives in the fourth quarter at Washington. Other pluses and things I like. And, again, I'm just going to kind of get this list through these pretty quickly. Fearless. Slings it. Uh, Pro-ready, instinctual touch passer with an excellent back shoulder intermediate route range to the 11 to 19 yard route patterns. Uh, excellent back shoulder. Uh, like I mentioned, short-term memory when it comes to mistakes. Big league wow throws. This is a guy that's going to make explosive big plays for your offense. Uh, good pocket mobility. Again, this is not Michael Vick. This is not any of those mobile quarterbacks that's run all over the field. This guy is a primarily a pocket passer that has good mobility within the walls and framework of the pocket where he can move around and kind of navigate things. He has good instincts and field things which is why uh, he's been able to avoid sacks, taking only 15 sacks the last past two seasons at Washington. The negatives, right? There's always two sides to every coin, like Tony Rosano said in his book, Secrets NFL Scout, that I learned how to scout on when I was 17 years old, the old scouting director with the 49ers that constructed, uh, the the uh, put together the, uh, the, the 49ers dynasty back in the 80s under Bill Walsh. Uh, there are no tens. There's always negatives. There's always minuses on these prospects. What are they with panics? Funky throwing motion. Let, let's really camp on that one for a minute. Uh, probably because of the two torn ACLs, he has a very funky throwing motion that cannot and will not be changed by any coach. This is something an NFL team is going to have to live with. It's all over his game film, spray paint all over his game film. What happens is probably begin because those two torn ACLs is, 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 is he's all upper body. He's a left-handed southpaw guy, and he, he's torquing. He torques his body, torques it, he, he forces it. He's trying to aim and steer the ball more than naturally relying on traditional quarterback mechanics where guys sit and they push off the back foot and they deliver. That's not Penix. He aims and steers it more. What happens? The ball tends to sail high, and he tends to overthrow it as a result of having these funky mechanics. Again, hear my voice. This is something everybody that every NFL team is going to have to live with is these funky throwing motions. This is not C.J. Stroud. I keep hearing the comparisons online, social media. Oh, it's just like C.J. Stroud. This is not C.J. Stroud, okay? He's aggressive as C.J. Stroud was at the Ohio State, but he does not have the same phenomenal ball placement that C.J. Stroud had at Ohio State, okay? 
He, he is also subject to drops. I don't know if that's because he's spinning as a left-hander. It is different catching a ball from what receivers have said in the NFL from a left-hander versus a righty. Uh, he's just like batting against a left-handed pitcher versus a right-handed pitcher. It's different, okay? Um, it, it's also He's also inconsistent beating the blitz. Uh, the thing about Michael Penix is you'll get him sometimes on the blitz, but sometimes he is going to get you. Mr. Turner, your thoughts on Michael Penix Jr., number nine on our screen from the Washington Huskies. I tell you about Michael Penix Jr., I love him, simply because of the adversity. You just mentioned the injuries he's had, missed four straight seasons at the University of Indiana, two torn ACLs. I think he had a shoulder injury. But the gentleman to bounce back and perform at a high level. Because when he went out to Washington, we haven't really known what Michael Penix could do. And look what he done back-to-back 4,600-yard seasons. And what I like about him most of all, I'll go back to when I was 11 years old, September the 25th, 1971. When the ball comes off his hands, it really reminds me of this guy that can throw it, man. It was like a missile coming off his hands because Michael Penix throws a pretty ball and it's very accurate. It's on the dime. He puts me in the mind of a right-hand Joe Street Gilliam that played at Tennessee State University. And I was 11 years old watching Mr. Gilliam take the Tennessee State team when they was playing Alcorn State. They had Willie Alexander and Willie McGee. But on that Tennessee State team, it was Dave Davis, Clifford Brooks, and a young Ed, two tall Jones, and Vernon Holland. And what I looked at, I looked at Joe Street Gilliam. He was just standing tall in the pocket like Michael Penix with no effort. The ball just coming off his hands pretty. And then people don't realize this. Let's go back to the pandemic year, November 21st, 2020. Michael Penix going head up with Justin Fields of Ohio State. And this what brought my eyes. I said, who is this gentleman from Tampa, Florida? In that football game, Mr. Penix, when he was on the center for, center for Indiana, 27 of 51, 491 yards, five touchdowns, one out one INT. But I think the next week he tore his ACL and the rest was history. But I knew he had talent when he was at Indiana. And how he ended up at Washington, Kalen DeBoer was the offensive coordinator at Indiana. He knew what he had when he brought Michael Penix Jr. out there. But when you look at the gentleman, I always say this, big-time players playing big-time games. He beat Oregon twice in Bo Nix. Had over, what, 400 yards in both games. I think he had 355 in the first one, over 400 in the Pac-12 championship game. Then think about this, against Texas. Now I'm listening on the national level. I'm listening to all these pundits, these radio shows, on Tide 100 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama or 92.9 in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, or 99.9 at Animal in Knoxville, Tennessee. Ain't nobody talking about the game he had against Texas, but not everybody with his performance against Michigan want to throw him under the bus and say he's not a first-round pick. But all I know against a Texas team that won the Big 12, the Big 12 championship game, Texas, with a quarterback that's supposed to be NFL talent, with a coach, Steve Sarkeesian, in a defensive line that's got two guys, Brian Murphy, who supposed to be highly rated in their D-line, and Trevante Sweat. What did Mr. Penix do against Texas in the semifinals? 430 yards. 
He was throwing that thing like we was on the playground, like we was playing in the street. Then he hit 11 in a row, 11 in a row. And the ball was hitting on receivers. It was, it was on the money. Go back and look at that throw that he had with Rome Oduze. That out where he threw it up 30 yards down the field, Mr. D.K. Kelly. On the money! My final words about Michael Penix Jr., first round draft pick. Atlanta Falcons, are you listening? Whoever is your head coach, all you got to do is have an offensive line that can protect him. Can you see him in Atlanta? This for the producer, Mr. Babyface Logan Landers with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. He would look tremendous out there, Mr. Turner. I'm just saying. Stay off Michael Pen Penix Jr. He should have won the Heisman Trophy. This is a young man that's bounced back from adversity. Since DK, you talking about people that's bounced back from adversity, maturity levels, it is a high level. A guy that led his team to the championship game this year. And to be honest, in that football game, there was one play. Michigan was up 20 to 13. Washington had the ball. Michael Pingus, Penix Jr. had that pretty throw to Romo Doozy, about 35 yards. And they called a holding penalty. Remember that play? It didn't look like the Washington lineman held that guy. It looked like the Michigan D lineman tripped over himself. That's all I'm going to say. Michael Penix Jr. is a special talent. I'm going to call him Joe Street Gilliam of Tennessee State by way of the Pittsburgh Steelers of the National Football League. Final words about Michael Penix Jr., Mr. Daniel Kelly. Absolutely, Mr. Turner. Some really good points you made there. And I, and, you know, we always, we, we've done this show for a few years now. And, and I go back and give you credit because, you know, I, I was really down on Michael Penix, like I talked about at the University of Indiana. And you, you, you were, you were high on him. You, you liked him. And we kind of got into it on the show a little bit, uh, respectfully. But I give you credit for that. So good eye initially. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, it comes to, you know, like, like Bill Parcells said, everyone's either getting better or getting worse, but no. Nobody stays the same. And, and Penix has definitely increased. And we seem to be on the same page in the end of the book on, on, on this on this uh, quarterback from the Washington Huskies. Uh, great fits. You alluded to it. Um, the Falcons, Saints, uh, Rams, if they could get up and, and get him and put him behind Stafford. He could sit for a little bit and learn. Uh, he fits a system in the National Football League that features a quick decisions and a very aggressive downfield passing attack. That's where he fits best. Um, and I will close with this about Michael Penix Jr. He, you know, we talk about times to throw, right? Here's the thing about Michael Penix Jr. And this, this is per PFF. He had a 2.68 second time to throw in 2023 with the Washington Huskies. That's the same as Matthew Stafford for the Rams at 2.68 seconds. Obviously, apples to oranges because one's a college quarterback and one's an NFL. PFF has the college stat. Next Gen Stats has the NFL stat on Stafford. But this guy has the same time to throw as Matthew Stafford, which means – if that translates, Michael Penix Jr., who's sitting back there rifling that ball all over the field, getting defenses to chase their tail all over the field, will have the sixth fastest release in the National Football League. No question. First-round draft pick on the board. He's my QB3 headed into the 2024 NFL Draft. If you like the video today, 
please come in and share it. I'd like to give special thanks for our producer who made it happen today. Mr. Logan Landers, a.k.a. Babyface Nelson. <laughs> to my man, Mr. Daniel Kelly, the best in the business. To our supporters here at 100 Yards Football, please come in and share the video if you like it. We'd like to say thanks. I'm Vincent Turner, 100 Yards Football. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Be blessed. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.